May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. So, Happy New Year. Uh, it's good to see all of you on this rainy New Year's Day. At my house afterwards, it will be a long feast of football, uh, which means I will probably be reading one of the many books that I got for Christmas today, so yay. Anyway, and while it's simply New Year's for most of the world, a day of celebration, it's a, it's a day of recovering from last night's parties or my neighborhood, all the fireworks that went off half the night and scared my dog, uh, or staying up till midnight to watch the festivities in Times Square or other places around the world. However, here in the church, we are celebrating a little bit differently. Originally, it was the Feast of the Circumcision, but that was just a little bit too much for a puritanical society and, and maybe a tiny bit embarrassing. So in about 1752 or so, January 1st became a secular holiday to celebrate the new year. Christmas was over, the decorations could come down, the nativity sets stored away for another year. However, here in the Episcopal Church, on this New Year's Day, we will celebrate the feast of the holy name of Jesus. And in our prayer book, this feast day is deemed so important that if it falls on a Sunday, as it does this year, it takes precedence over whatever the lectionary readings that were assigned for the day. So in our gospel lesson today, we hear that on the eighth day after the birth of Jesus, his parents keeping their Jewish tradition and raising their child in Judaism, took their son to the temple to be circumcised. And he was given the name Jesus and presented to God in the temple. This child, born in a stable, with only his parents and lowly shepherds to celebrate and spread the good news of his birth. His name given to him by an angel who announced his birth to the shepherds. It was an ordinary birth in a backwater town to poor parents, a seemingly ordinary baby who is extraordinary and holy. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, born not as a king or as a ruler, but the child of an ordinary carpenter. A birth that will change the world and our world forever. His name was Jesus, whose holy name simply means to save. Jesus, who would grow up in obscurity for 30 years before arriving at the River Jordan to be baptized. Baptism, our ritual for naming and being welcomed into the house of God. 
sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's own forever. You and I, ordinary people, made holy because of this child born in a stable in an occupied land. You and me, us and them, all of us, claimed and named as Christ's own. With this child, our relationship with God and with one another changed forever. Paul writes in Galatians that we have been received as his children and claimed by God with the spirit of Jesus planted in all of our hearts. Jesus, born in a stable, a vulnerable baby, born in an obscure backwater town in an occupied land, a birth that profoundly and radically altered our relationship with God and with one another. No longer would God be out here somewhere, but he'd be right here, right in our midst. Pastor Scott Dudley said the following, power cannot generate love. Power can generate obedience, fear, awe, grudging submission, but not love. The God who comes to us in Jesus doesn't want grudging submission. He wants us to love him and be loved by him. He wants relationships. So he came in vulnerability, not power. Love came down at Christmas, and his name was Jesus. And in his name, we are called to live in relationship with God and with one another, to follow Jesus, to love one another as we are so loved. And that love includes people who are different than us. One writer said that, in fact, no one, no one can be the other, because in Christ, we belong to one another. And that belonging requires a whole new way of living and being in this world. And over the last 2,000 years or so, we will forget who we belong to many times. But there are always those who live their lives in such a way that we are reminded that God is active in our world right here and right now, calling us back into relationship with God and with one another. St. Paul wrote that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bend. He was not calling us to worship Jesus, but to see Jesus in one another, in every face you see. Paul is telling us that we cannot, we cannot use the name of Jesus and then not love one another as we are so loved. We cannot use the word name of Jesus and then excuse or justify any actions that harm anyone else. As the presiding bishop would remind us, if it's not love, it's not Jesus. Imagine what this world would look like if we remembered that God is in each one of us, named and claimed by God 
to remember that there are no others, just beloved children of God. The immigrants, men, women, and children who are callously left by the side of the road on this snowy Christmas Eve. The children who are hungry or cold or victims of violence. Those who are discriminated against or for who they are. The homeless living in makeshift shelters all around our city with no place to go. Those struggling with mental illness. The prisoner, the sick, the needy, you and me. Each one of us are God's children, named and claimed. So today is New Year's Day, and soon we will take down our Christmas decorations. We'll pack them away until next year. We'll stop singing Christmas carols. The Valentine's cards and the candy are already in the stores. The world is moving on to the next big thing. But here, today, we will remember this child born to a poor family in an occupied land, and his name was Jesus. And we will ponder all that we have been told in our hearts. And we will remember that this story is just the beginning that we too have been named and claimed by God, that we've been sent out those doors to do the work we have been given to do, sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's own forever. Ordinary people, you and I, made holy by a baby born over 2,000 years ago. It's an invitation to live in relationship with God and with one another, this day and every day, walking out those doors and seeing Christ in everyone we encounter, whatever they look like, and loving one another as we are so loved, bringing the kingdom of God just a little bit closer. The theologian Howard Thurman would remind us that now, Today, on this Feast of the Holy Name of Jesus, is when the work of Christmas really, really begins. When the song of angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flock, the work of Christmas begins to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among others, and to make music in the heart. Amen.